the Arizona Cardinals got beat up by a better team. And they have so many needs. I don't know what Monty Osford's going to do when the offseason hits. Let's discuss. You are locked on Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Locked On Cardinals, Alex Clancy here. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast Locked On AZ Cards. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen for each and every day, free wherever you get your podcast. And on YouTube, today's episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. The Arizona Cardinals lose a lot to a little. Uh, 45-29, Kyler Murray tacked on a meaningless touchdown at the end of the game to get them up to a 29-burger. This was a game that was expected by me on Friday. This was a game where the paths to victory were the antithesis of what the Cardinals portrayed at State Farm Stadium in the afternoon slate week 15. And all in all, this team needs more talent. This team needs more talent. And when you look at, you know, what we've seen from the Cardinals. And when you look at what we've seen from, you know, Kyler Murray so far, it's something that's, I don't know, man. I don't know what to think. I don't know what to think. Is it the wide receivers as I put up the right moniker there is it him is it being rusty is it all of it is it none of it I don't know he didn't play poorly today he threw the the bad bad interception that turned into six the other way uh three interception on fourth down later in the game but that wasn't the, the reason why they lost um but throughout this podcast, I'll discuss, you know, the game itself, which I'll hit the majority of right now, and then bigger picture stuff. You know, is it Kyler Murray? Is it the wide receivers? I'll discuss that in the second segment. And then the biggest needs that the Cardinals have, I know that Marvin Harrison Jr. is the guy that everybody wants. I know that. And if they drafted him, he would help the team. I think that's obvious. And there are four positions that the Cardinals need more so than a wide receiver. And it's splitting hairs, Sure. But today was a massive indication that, yes, the wide receiver room is awful. Everything else is worse. That's what rock bottom looks like. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. Please go to the YouTube channel. Uh, search Locked on Arizona Cardinals. Hit that subscribe button for me if you don't mind. If you want to leave a review, Google Play, Apple Apple, um, Apple Podcasts, cool. I, I just, you know, I like that you're here. I don't need the a high rating on, you know, whatever it is. Um, but if you want to, if you want to take a couple minutes to do it, I'd appreciate it. If not, no big deal. I'm just happy that you're here. Everydayers, thank you for being around since 2017. Um, if this is your first listen to Lockdown Cardinals, thank you. Uh, maybe make tomorrow your second. Um, 
I'm looking at the box score after the game. And one of my favorite things that I used to say when the Cardinals would be in contention but lose, have good games and lose, was if you looked at the box score by itself, you can say the Cardinals won this game. More yards, better third down conversion. They only had 28 yards and penalties. They were on the field for 35 minutes. They rushed the ball for 234 yards. You know, they had 18 more total plays than the 49ers. It's like, oh, Cardinals got a dub. Wow. And then you look at the turnovers, one of which led immediately to six points, seven points of the PAT. And the Cardinals settled for three field goals when they could have scored touchdowns. Two main ones. There were chippier shots for Matt Prater than the than the 58-yard, you know, bomb Stradamus that he hit uh, earlier in the game. You can't win games in the NFL by kicking field goals, and you can't win games in the NFL by losing turnover battle, especially one that turned into a touchdown. Especially against the team that has the best roster offensively in football. You just can't. And that's why we're discussing what we're discussing when we're discussing it, as opposed to the Cardinals, you know, getting a win when they went up. I mean, they drove down the field, scored a touchdown right out the gate. Trey McBride, stud, star. The last great gift that Steve Kime gave the Arizona Cardinals. Drafting Trey McBride when he had no, it was dumb luck by Steve Kime. You know what this team needs? Offensive line, none. Defensive line, absolutely not. Pass rush, of course not. Cornerback, need a cornerback one. Of course not. What are you talking about? I'm going to go ahead and draft tight end, baby. That's going to make the most sense. After trading your first round pick away for Hollywood Brown, doesn't make so sense. It's idiocy. Trey McBride, in this offense especially, with Drew Petzing and his proclivity to feature the tight end, 10 for 102. Tight end one. Mark it. Don't have to put it in pencil. He's going to be your tight end one for the next decade, barring any sort of unforeseen events. And that feels good. The Cardinals have a guy. In a world of the Arizona Cardinals, where their roster is devoid of guys, set and forget people, pillars, as I called them, having one emerge without a shadow of a doubt in 2023, is massive. So you've got Kyler Murray. We're not talking about him right now. James Conner, Buda Baker, Jalen Thompson. Jalen Thompson had a rough day. It's tough with that defense, having to play atop that defense. No pass rush. No real cornerback. Antonio Hamilton had a pretty good day today. Garrett Williams had a pretty good day today. Very few. Parrish Johnson Jr. most likely will be. We'll see what happens with Jalti Frold, who played pretty well today, especially early on. Uh, they ran the ball 235 yards. The Amari DiMarcato one was kind of an outlier. So take away that, you know, 50-burger. They still ran the ball for 180 yards. It's pretty good. But having Trey McBride there, it's like a, ah, that's what a star player looks like on offense. That's what that looks like. It's good to come. I mean, other than that, I said it's a big day for Hollywood Brown. He was hurt. And listen, this is not knocking a player who was hobbled, who tried to give it a go, who couldn't. Okay. This is the Lifetime Achievement Award of Hollywood Brown as an Arizona Cardinal. He wasn't worth the first-round pick when Steve Kime 
gave one away, even though they got a third round pick back, wasn't worth it. Just wasn't. So, like I talked about on Friday's podcast, you can still go listen to that. It's still topical, regardless of because I mean you expected the Cardinals to lose it anyway. So I kind of framed it in that way that it's more of an introspection into Hollywood Brown and Kyler Murray. And one of the segments I discussed was this is no longer a package deal. If it's a tie, it goes to Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray gets his guy re-signed. If it's close, this ain't close. Hollywood Brown should not be an Arizona Cardinal next year. I don't know if they need to trade for a player. I don't even know. I don't need, I don't know if they need to go sign T. Higgins. I don't know if they I don't know what they need to do. And I know Marvin Harrison Jr. is the easy choice. Draft them. They need help elsewhere. I'll talk about that in the night in the final segment. I understand best player available early in the draft. I get that. Very rarely do teams who have aspirations higher than hoping to not be a top five pick the next season pick in the top five. And the Cardinals are one of those teams. If you've got your franchise quarterback, obviously it makes sense. Well, you draft the wide receiver of the future. If Kyler Murray has no time, it doesn't matter. Okay, well, you go get him in the draft. You go get him in the free agency. Do you know how expensive good tackles are? How expensive good guards are? And how frequently they bomb after getting paid? Look, over the last decade. Started with Nate Solder when he went for the Chargers, when he went for the, the uh, Patriots to the Giants. He's had a whole bunch of cheese. He's off the roster in two years. Having young offensive line talent is massive so i'll talk about that in the next segment cardinals get a loss there were flashes namely trey mcbride uh kyler murray got kicked in the uh, kajinkies um and uh, he went to the medical tent and he came back fine i mean that was kind of hurt uh, luckily it wasn't you know a groin pull or you know a, a hamstring tear or something like that because he went down pretty hard as any you know person would who gets kicked in that region um It's what you expected. I'm going to discuss a little bit more about this next. Um, yeah. It's exactly what was expected with a team devoid of talent in the places that the 49ers would be able to exploit if they're playing against teams who are devoid of talent in those places. I'll talk about it next. Alex Clancy, Locked on Cardinals. This episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by LinkedIn. When you're hiring for a small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board, man. It's got a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many, you know, quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of email businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. For small businesses, man, you can't beat it. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms, conditions, apply. Alex Clancy, Locked On Cardinals. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen. Free wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Go to the YouTube channel. Search Locked On Arizona Cardinals. Please uh, drop a subscribe. Turn notifications on so you know when to see my big dumb face. Um, if, you, if there's a topic you want to discuss, send me a DM. I'm starting to get more and more every week. I'd like to start to make this a regular thing where I pick three that I like the most and talk about them in a specific day. 
I'm going to do it all off season. And I think it's fun. You know, I, it's fun. It's how I get to interact more closely with you. And, and that's what this is all about. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe for the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Locked On Cardinals, your team every damn day. Cardinals lose a lot to a little. Um, Christian McCaffrey, three touchdowns. Debo Samuel had two touchdowns. Um, one of Debo Samuel's touchdowns and one of Christian McCaffrey's touchdowns was an embarrassment. It's like the secondary was blindfolded for both of them. Christian McCaffrey caught the ball in the five-yard line, fell down had time to leisurely get up and stroll into the end zone. It's unacceptable. Dylan Thompson had a tough day with the Christian McCaffrey one. Um, Brock Purdy, four touchdowns, no pass rush. Zero semblance of a pass rush. Wasn't sacked at all today. Can't get to the quarterback, you ain't going to win. It doesn't matter if you have the best corners in the world. If they have to cover for four or five seconds, a, a play, a pass play, you're going to lose. Zayvon Collins and Dennis Gardeck ain't it. There's going to be a massive overhaul in the pass rush. Bijou Ojolari has shown flashes, but, you know, he's a rookie. It's going to take him a little while. Not everybody can just be Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons kind of plays less hand in the dirt, in, uh, plays more in the middle in Dallas. Bijou Ojolari plays DN. He plays edge, depending on the scheme. And they're going to need massive overhaul in that position. They made Brock Purdy look perfect today. He was almost perfect. His pass rating was in the 140s. I think it was wild, but no pressure at all. You know what that says? 49ers have a good offensive line. It's important, isn't it? Yeah, it's important. It's important. You know, it's maybe more important than drafting a wide receiver at three. Is it Kyler Murray or is it the wide receivers? Uh, for the Cardinals, uh, you know, are currently under their employ. Michael Wilson, ghost. Rondell Moore, ghost. Greg Dorch doesn't get any run. And Hollywood Brown was hurt midway through the game. Zach Pascal dropped two passes. Or was a target for one, and he and Kyler were, were um, not on the same page during Kyler's second interception. This is a question that is making my brain going to scramby eggs mode. I don't know which one it is. And this isn't me pushing back on, oh, no, it can't be Kyler. Can't be. Well, let's map mask this segment around, oh, well, we're, we're not going to say that it is Kyler, but we're not going to say that it's not. I genuinely don't know. Chicken or the egg, I don't know. Because the wide receivers are bad. They got Trey McBride, though, and Trey McBride's good. Kyler Murray, is Kyler Murray playing poorly because the wide receivers are bad? Or is Kyler Murray playing poorly because Kyler Murray isn't playing well because he's not who he thought he was? I think the latter is unfair still. Five games in, I get it. He's played pretty well in two games. He's played not well in the other three. This one's kind of in the middle. I don't know. He's shown flashes. Like, I don't know what 
This goes to another banana sandwich, Scramby Eggs brain situation. What are the metrics for Kyler Murray? What are the metrics for, is he the guy or not? And I'm asking you somewhat hypothetically, but also somewhat like evergreenly. And the only people that can answer are the ones in the front office of the Arizona Cardinals. Has he shown enough? I don't know. And is it because the wide receivers are bad? That's for me. So to answer my own question, that was what the segment was about. I think it's 80-20 the receivers are bad. 70-30, fine. 70-30. Kyler Murray dinks and dunks way more than I thought he was going to this year. He hasn't taken a deep shot in How many deep shots has he taken since coming back? Five? Six? Seven? In five weeks, the verticality of this offense with the speed receivers that they have. Like, you know, Ronda Moore caught that touchdown pass early on against Houston. Okay, I think it was Houston. It was Houston or Washington. I think it was Houston. Um, He's throwing chunk balls to, um, to Trey McBride. But... What's Hollywood Brown's thing? He's fast. What's Rondo Moore's thing? He's fast. He has to be. He's 5'7". Greg Dorch. But if you're not taking deep shots, what are we doing here? Are you not taking deep shots because they don't have the separation? Are you not taking deep shots because the route trees are different with Drew Petzing? Are you not taking deep shots because your arm can't get there? He's underthrown some balls that we've never seen him underthrow before. Or are you scared to throw the deep ball? I I don't know. Do you not have time to throw the deep ball? Where is the deep ball? That's what made cut. Like the touchdown pass that he threw was gorgeous. Back left corner of the end zone. Perfect. I know it was in garbage time. But there's like this MVP talented guy locked inside Kyler Murray. And he's screaming to get out. And he just can't get out. And I don't understand why. This is a question that would Kyler Murray be able to do what Brock Purdy is doing in San Francisco if he was there? Just switch spots. I don't know. I think so. But I don't know. I don't know. We haven't seen, and this is just the truth. We haven't seen, and I don't even, I'm just very existential with you when I do this. I don't edit these, um, not because I don't know how to, or I'm lazy. I, I'd much rather do this as I think about it. You know, I prepare for the show and then I talk. And he hasn't shown us enough to know that he's QB1 for the future. This year. I think that's obvious. But actually saying it, that's liberating. No, that's not what I mean. Actually saying it is, I don't think it matters. This is a bad team. 
And that's what I struggle with. I struggle with these things. Thinking about which side I want to take. What angle I want to take on specific topics. And there's a couple things that are true simultaneously, in my opinion, as of now. Kyler Murray hasn't shown enough to be QB1 for the future from this year. And Kyler Murray is going to be QB1 for the future, in my opinion. So do you just chalk this up to bad roster, move on to next year? Or are there going to be uncomfortable conversations that Monty Osborne is going to have that we don't see coming yet? I'm not saying he will. I still think Kyler Murray has greatness in him. Just got to see it. Just got to see it. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. Okay. Marvin Harrison Jr. fans. Get ready. We're going to do it next. Locked on Cardinals, your team every damn day. This episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by uh, FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. The MVP odds, fascinating. So going into... I'm posting this on Sunday, so if you watch it Monday, I'm sorry. Going into today, Dak Prescott was the odds-on favorite to win the MVP. I don't think that's going to be the case anymore. Brought pretty four touchdowns. I know it was against bad defense for the Cardinals. I know that Dak went across the country to play against the Bills in Orchard Park. Doesn't matter. Brock Purdy's going to be your MVP, barring any sort of miraculous, unforeseen things. And FanDuel will have you covered with all of it. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel. Official partner of the NFL. I apologize for whispering. I don't know why I did that. I don't know why I did that. Alex Nancy, Locked on Cardinals. Thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen. Uh, free wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Cardinals lose a lot to a little. Uh, 45-29. Christian McCaffrey's really good. Debo Samuel's really good. George Kittle's really good. Brandon Ayuk is really good. Trent Williams is really good. Um, Brock Purdy is really good. Nick Bose is really good. Fred Warner is really good. Uh, Sharktavius Ward is really good. Um, yeah, that's an all-pro team, and they're able to do it because they drafted the last position, the last pick of the draft. He's paying them. He's made, making eleven dollars this year, and they can pay everybody else. It is a dream scenario, and the Cardinals are a nightmare scenario for now. At this given moment, they've got a lot of things to figure out. They've got a lot of needs. And before I broach this topic again, I need something to be made very clear here. I know that if the Cardinals draft Marvin Harrison Jr. three overall, it will help this team. I know that you can go get talent elsewhere, especially with the bevy of cash that the Cardinals have free under the salary cap going into 2024, especially with the ballooning to potentially $240 million, even with Kyler Murray's contract really starting to hit that cap. I know all of that, okay? Um, 
Think of it this way. And this is how I think of it. And I'm going to have some of my best draft minds ever. I'm waiting. I'm buying my time until the Cardinals are relevant again. When they pick top three, they will be. You will get some of the best minds in the draft to either agree with me or disagree with me with what I'm about to say. Let's talk fantasy football just for a second, just as a, just as an example. A lot of pundits, Vinny Iyer, locked on fantasy football. I'm not sure if he would agree, but he's a lot smarter than me with this. Some, a lot of fantasy football pundits say don't draft a quarterback in the second round. You can draft one in the seventh in fantasy. And if it's a 30-point difference at the end of the year, you got value in the seventh round. Like the Kirk Cousins approach. You don't draft Patty Mahomes. You draft Kirk Cousins or Dak Prescott in the seventh or eighth round. Something like that. The same could be said for drafting wide receivers in 2024. Marvin Harrison Jr., yes, on paper and with your eyes, your your eyeballs, is the best receiver coming out, 100%. How much better is he going to be than Keon Coleman, Troy Franklin, the kid from Washington, I can't remember, Agunze? How much better is he going to be than that, than them. That's the, that's the question because if the Cardinals, because the Texans won again today in ridiculous fashion with Case Keenum, they're a destined team. They can win that damn division. So could Indy. I mean, the AMC South is a, is insane. Would the Cardinals be better off drafting Joe Alt, the tackle from Penn State, or trading back if they pick three? Move back to the mid tens or the mid, you know, the mid top 10, eight, nine, even get a first rounder potentially for next year, pick up a second rounder this year. You draft a defensive line, you draft an offensive tackle, and then you draft a wide receiver at 20 or whatever you get for Houston's pick. What's better? Or Marvin Harrison Jr. And then you hope Kool Aid McKinstry's there at corner. It still doesn't help the lines. It doesn't help. Drafting young stud offensive or defensive line talent, edge rush talent, in my opinion, is massively more important than drafting a wide receiver three overall. And I know you take best player available. I get it. The best player available for the Cardinals isn't the best player available for everybody else. You've got to kind of infuse whatever draft board you look at by the person that you love in the situation. The Cardinals' needs that are more important than wide receiver. And the wide receiver room is garbaggio. The needs that the Cardinals have that are more dire than wide receiver, regardless of how poor the wide receiver room is. Offensive line, defensive line, pass rush. Corner. They don't have a CB1. They don't have an edge rusher one. They don't have a left side of the offensive line. And they have nobody who can stop the run. Doesn't matter if Marvin Harrison Jr. puts up 150 yards and two touchdowns a game if they can't stop anybody. I mean, that would be pretty sweet. I mean, come on, let's be honest. But they have so many more needs. This is when the eat your vegetables parade begins. Steve Kahn never did it. He got fired. Monty Austinfort eats his damn vegetables. And that is going to disappoint many. Now, if the Cardinals, like, the only thing, and I will say this, I got like two minutes left. The only caveat to this conversation 
The only caveat is that the Cardinals sneak into that two spot. If they sneak into that two spot, or, 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 if Carolina wins another game, I don't know what the tiebreakers are. I have no idea. I just know that New England is ahead of the Cardinals uh, still. Um, the, uh, the New England's still ahead of the Cardinals. But let me tell you what. If Carolina wins another game, uh, who do they have? They've got Jacksonville, they've got Tampa, and they've got Green Bay. I looked it up today. It goes Green Bay, Jacksonville, Tampa. If they can win one of those games against Green Bay or Tampa Bay at the end of the year, maybe Tampa Bay has a division sewn up and they just want to sit everybody. And Carolina gets a win and the Cardinals move up. That's the caveat. If they pick three, this is where the conversation is relevant, which is most likely what's going to happen. There's been separation between three wins and four wins. Washington, like if the Cardinals win another game, it could be bad. Like it, it, it'll be good, but it, it could be bad. Because um, who knows what where, where the, the slope will, will fall. If the Cardinals pick two, or for some reason the Cardinals pick one, remember when the Cardinals got the number one overall pick when they drafted Kyler Murray, I think the Raiders won two out of their last three games to end the year. And the 49ers won a game to... to propel the Cardinals into the one seed. If the Cardinals pick two, the conversation is going to be completely different because there are 15 other variables, meaning different teams who would trade up to the two spot. Everything changes. But for now, if the Cardinals stay three, I still think they have, they do have many more needs that are more dire than the wide receiver room, even though the wide receiver room is just atrocious. Alex Lancey locked on Cardinals. I will talk to you on Tuesday.